Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to another episode Guys, I am super excited because today what I will be sharing, actually, I have delivered as a workshop before, right? So the content that I'm sharing today, I have delivered as a entire workshop in the past, right? People have come and they have sat for an hour and a half to receive this from me, to receive this information. So there is a lot to be delivered today. There's lots of juicy information today. I'm going to help you to access and um, establish and connect to your psychic gifts to understand how they show up so you can be more connected to your intuition, your soul, and you can receive the nudges that you need to receive in order to create all of your desires, right? So whether that's a soul business or a partnership or money or fulfillment or purpose, right? We manifest when we are allowing our soul to guide us to what the next action is, what the next thing is. Many people think that they can just, hey, I want this thing. And then they don't take action and it just shows up. And that's not the way, right? So our intuition and our psychic abilities enable us to take the, um, what's how do I want to phrase this? Take the hints, I suppose, from the universe and know what steps to take, um, the aligned action, right? So the aligned action piece comes from us being able to tune into our um, tune into our transmitter, right? Our pineal gland, our intuition, and actually take the action, right? <laughs> so I'll be looking to the side for those of you watching the video, because I do actually have notes today. I'm usually just, I show up and I just speak, but today I've got some notes because there's a lot of stuff I want to cover. And also because this workshop that I did was fucking dope. And I think more people should have access to the information that I shared, right? So I'm going to help you to really discern and um, activate your gifts and know how they manifest for you because everybody has a different psychic style. Everybody has a different way of relating to their intuition. Um, For me, I actually don't receive visuals a whole lot, right? That's something that's coming in now, but I get full body feelings. I feel things really deeply in my body. I have kind of like downloads. So I get a download of information. I'm like, oh, suddenly I just know what to do, right? I have knowing, which is um, Claire cognizance, which I'm going to talk about the different Claire's later and distinguish what the differences are. I have Claire empathy. So I feel um, emotions, sensations, people and Claire audience. So sometimes I hear it in my own voice in my head of what it needs to um what action I need to take or what message I need to receive. And I want to say as well, before we get started, that I don't have anything 
that you guys cannot access, right? I am not more special. I'm not more gifted. I'm not any different from any of you. And I need to make that clear at the start of this transmission, because a lot of people think that only a certain select few people have these gifts that, you know, it's reserved for a handful of people and they're the psychics and the healers and everyone else can't tune into this stuff. And it's like, no, all of us have the capacity to tune into this stuff. And as the frequency of the earth increases through all of the solar flares and galactic energies that are hitting us at the moment, as the frequency of Gaia expands, there is an opportunity for really fast remembering, right? Really fast activation of these faculties. Some of you might have already started to see this stuff coming through. I've definitely been receiving a lot in the astral realm lately. So like my dreams are reflective of what's going on. And it used to be that my dreams, I would process things in my dreams or I'd get messages in my dreams. And it would be a clusterfuck to try and interpret whatever that information was, right? I was like, can you guys make this shit a bit clearer? But now it's like my dreams are consistently very clear. And it's obvious to me what I'm clearing or what the guidance is. Or for instance, something will happen in my daily life that will then show up in my dream. So having dreams about people I've just met um, with entire timelines, all sorts of crazy, amazing, juicy things are happening. And this is something that's happening in the collective, right? So it's not just happening for me. So your dreams are a really good place to start to look at where am I getting these downloads or this knowledge coming through? Um, because when we're in that state, we're more receptive, right? Other really cool things that have been happening for me lately um, is that I'm thinking something and someone says it constantly, or I think of something, then it appears. So the energy right now is really supportive if you are looking to activate and deepen your own psychic gifts. This is something that I teach to my one-on-one -on -one clients within my containers. People pay me for this information and I'm giving it to you for free because I think everyone should be able to bring these things online, right? So the question is, why do we connect to our intuition if you're not a healer or a psychic? Like what's the benefit in it? For those of you who are on here, which I, to be honest with you, I don't even know why I'm saying this because I feel like a lot of you on here listening to this are called to my work and to hear me because you're here to help people in some way. But there will be some of you who maybe perhaps aren't or you haven't identified with that yet. So why? Why would you do this? Why? What is it in? What is in it? What's in it for you to do this, right? Like, why would you activate this stuff? Um, and some of those reasons are being able to connect to the field of infinite knowledge, right? To harness that wisdom in the field of all knowing, right? So to be able to know wisdom, um, so you can experience wisdom and embody wisdom, as I've said in a previous podcast, because wisdom is only wisdom, knowledge is only wisdom once it's embodied and experienced. To be able to heal your trauma, to understand yourself better and evolve in consciousness, right? So when you can actually just directly ask the field, you can ask your field, you can ask your guides, you can open your own Akashic records and, you know, read your own past lifetimes or debts or whatever it is. Then you can clear that stuff a lot quicker because you have that awareness, right? So self-development um, is another really great reason to be able to understand and connect with others on a more deeply level. Like there is no fucking experience to me that is better than having a telepathic connection with someone else. And I'm not even going to get into all the sorts of crazy, tantric, amazing, incredible, orgasmic experiences that you can have with this energetic um, telepathic connection. 
it could be as simple um, as well as just, you know, knowing what someone's thinking or feeling them more deeply or having this understanding, right? So almost feeling like you're reading someone's mind, um, you're in flow, you're in tune with them, right? Another great reason is being able to connect to other versions of you across other timelines. So I actually forgot to say at the start of this, like I wasn't always this tuned in, right? It was only four or five years ago, five years ago, uh, maybe six, because it started coming in more gently. And there was a few experiences um, where it started coming in for me. And then it just got really wild and wacky. But like I said, and I've said in previous episodes, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. I had people telling me you're super intuitive, you're super psychic, you're super gifted. And I had no fucking idea. I was like, I, you're insane. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm definitely not. And then after doing the work to connect with other timelines of myself, other versions of reality, um, like past lives as a priestess or a healer or a psychic or a channel, whatever it was, it's like I brought those gifts online very quickly. And it's like I went to bed this normal human and woke up super psychic, super gifted, super um, able, capable of doing this energy work. And that was a very fast process for me, right? So it was like, I had no idea. But then when I started accessing them, it was like, poof. it's also really amazing to be able to connect to future timelines of you, right? When you have these capacities open, and you have your bandwidth open to perceive different frequencies, then you can feel and connect with higher timelines of you. So versions of you um, doing some crazy shit. So for instance, one of the things I came up against early in my journey and I found really hard to believe at the time was that there was this version of me sitting on this galactic council somewhere. I was like, whoa, this is crazy, right? Um, a version of me and some sort of like alien body on some galactic council who was way more ascended or on a different dimension, right? Than this current version of me. And by tuning into them, I was receiving all of this knowledge and wisdom that I was able to then share. And I had that confirmed for me because at the time I, you know, they were dropping in when I started collecting, connecting to these galactic energies. It was, it was a really an edge for me of like, I've never done this before. I think I'm just going crazy. I watch too much sci-fi fantasy fiction, and this is not a thing, right? So I heard like, there's this part of you on this council of galactic beings that are here to help humanity ascend and you're channeling information directly from that part of you. And I actually had to ask another friend who was, a, she was really into the galactic stuff when I first began this stuff, this journey. And I was like, hey, I'm tuning into this timeline of me on another timeline. And I'd said nothing. I was like, can you just confirm some information for me? What are you feeling? And I didn't say, I didn't mention I was on a council. I didn't mention that I had this whole other timeline that I was connecting to. She was like, yeah, it seems that you're on a council somewhere. <laughs> some galactic council and that's informing the work that you're doing and I was like what the fuck that's some crazy shit right so you can channel other beings who can help you with your ascension process who can download beautiful codes for you of expansion um, who can help you to clear some stuff right give you more wisdom knowledge that's not for everyone that one's like when you've been doing this and you're ready to like expand and open to the potential that there are other beings benevolent loving beings and other races that are here to help us I'm going to do a whole um, podcast about that one. I can go so deep talking about our galactic origins and the fact that we are all aliens and the priestess lineage and oh, so much juice in that. Not now though. That's not, that's not for today, right? But when you can connect to these timelines of you, so for instance, the version of me on stages, um, you know, delivering these huge transmissions, 
then you can literally download the steps. You can download the knowledge and wisdom that they have and the steps that they took to get to that place, right? So you can um, convene with that part of yourself on another timeline and sync up your reality so you're moving towards that timeline, right? It's really fucking cool. This enables huge quantum leaps and shifts in your timelines and realities when you can start asking the part of you who already knows the how. So if you watched the last episode, which was about soul purpose, I spoke about how you don't need to know the how because there's a part of you who knows the how. This is what I'm talking about, right? Connecting two timelines of you where you are already madly in love. You're already super successful. You've already attained the states of being or the healing or whatever it is that you desire to. And then connecting to their frequency and downloading directly from these versions of yourself, you're going to catapult yourself into that reality. Really fucking cool, guys. Really, really, really cool. When it comes to connecting, I'm sorry, creating your, your desires, getting those impulses, getting those downloads, getting those intuitive nudges. I want to say like, holy fuck balls, some of the things that I have been required to do because I channeled or downloaded a, um, a message to do it. Like for instance, pack up your whole life and quit everything and move to Bali wild. Right. But that was a download for me or like leave your home in the middle of a pandemic to go meet a man that you met online in Costa Rica did that too. And that was because of my intuition or like go to a different part of Bali tomorrow and you need to go now. And this was like, sort of like funny story in Bali, the lockdown for the first year of um, the whole pandemic was pretty much non-existent. And then suddenly, I don't know what happened, but there was this shift and tensions begun to get high and the, the Indonesian government were like, oh fuck, or like this is getting away from us. And randomly out of nowhere, I hear go to Uluwatu, right? So I was in Changu at the time, which is about an hour and a half away. And that's much more built up. There's much more people there, um, you know, much more military presence, whatever. And I heard you need to go on a holiday to Uluwatu like now, like go. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. That is crazy, but I'm going to trust it, right? <laughs> because in the process of testing this stuff out, your um, ability to trust it becomes easier because you've seen how many times I trusted my intuition and it led me somewhere juicy. Anyway, so I left. I went to Uluwatu and literally the next day, the whole of Bali shut down. The whole of Bali shut down. They started imposing vax um, restrictions. They started saying you can't travel from this part to the other part unless you have X, Y, Z paperwork with you. A bunch of my friends left the country like the next day in this huge like panic of like fucking vax restri restrictions. I don't want to be here for that. And so they bailed. And I was like in Uluwatu having the time of my life. There was no really restrictions going on. I was able to walk on the beach every day because the beaches weren't closed down and just do what I wanted. And it was, it was great. It was like the most chilled thing ever. Right. So I never really experienced a lockdown in the whole time of the pandemic. I did not experience what that lockdown would have felt like for many people. And I know I sound probably smug, but that was a choice to trust my intuition in 2020. When I just arrived back in Bali, like literally a week before the pandemic hit, I had my parents calling me every day being like, you need to come back. This shit is going to go down. I had the government emailing me every single day. You're not going to get let back in the country unless you come now. I had fear and panic all around me. And I had to sit in myself in my sovereignty and my truth, sit with that fear of like, what are the worst case scenarios of what's going to happen? And my heart told me, my intuition told me, you need to stay here. 
And that required me to go against what every fucking other person was telling me based on their logical mind, based on their fear, based on their programming or wanting the best for me or whatever it was. I trusted my heart and my intuition over my head. And that's what intuition is. It's moving from being guided, but I'm totally going off the tangent of this workshop and I knew that that would happen. So it's a good framework to have, but there's so much more juice coming through me now. It's moving away from mind consciousness or like um, logic and like thought processing and trusting your mind um, and thinking things through to being led and guided by your heart to show you what's best for you, right? Like trusting in the intuition and the wisdom of your heart to guide you to the truth all the time. So it's being able to discern truth when all of that stuff was going on. And there was all these conspiracy theories and fear and panic. My heart was telling me there's some shit going on under here. That's not what they're telling us. There's some fucking crazy shit going on. You don't need to get into that dialogue. You don't need to get swept away with the drama and the chaos. Stay in your heart, right? But I had to sit in my heart and trust my heart beyond what other people were projecting onto me because people are going to project their own fear, their own conditioning, their own concern for you, particularly your parents. My parents just want the best for me, right? So they're constantly projecting their stuff on me. Don't start a business because you're going to fail and you'll be miserable and, um, you know, like it won't work out and then we're going to have to take care of you. And they're doing that because they love me and they want to protect me. But in my heart, I was like, fuck, you know, I know that this is for me. I know this path is for me. You don't understand why I have to go across the country in the middle of a freaking pandemic to go be with a man I haven't met. But in my heart, I know I, that's what I need to do, right? You don't understand why I now have to extend my trip and stay in Mexico for a week. And then like literally that whole week was like me listening to my heart to guide me to the thing to have that experience that I had there with that grid work that I was doing. Grid work is something else that I'm going to talk about. So don't worry, I'll explain what that is in a, in a future podcast. But it, it required me to constantly have to have this filter of like, that's everyone else's shit. And what is my truth? What is my truth, right? And this year, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen in the collective which is going to be really fear-based and it needs to happen. So these systems crumble and it's going to just be more chaos and shit. And I'm not trying to like freak anyone out, but if you can stay anchored and grounded into your heart, into your truth, when all of these things are happening around you, all of that chaos, contraction, financial crisis, whatever it is, what they're telling you to believe. And you can feel into your heart for what is my truth? What is my intuition telling me? Where can I sense some bullshit, right? I feel when someone is lying to me, I feel when there is this frequency, which is not authentic, or there's something underneath that, or something has the slightest glimpse of not being aligned to truth. Like I can feel it immediately. Do not try and fuck with a witch, right? <laughs> you try and lie to a witch. You're trying to lie to someone who can really read your whole field and, and like, no, like that's some bullshit that you're telling me, right? I can feel that that's bullshit but it took me practice to get here. Now I'm going on a rant, but actually it's really funny because the next point that I, um, that I wrote down to go into was deepen your self-trust. So I've covered that point um, about how important it is to have your own internal barometer, deepening your connection to the divine, to the higher um, perspective, to something bigger than yourself, which means that you don't need external factors to feel well, um, worthy or to build a relationship with your own higher power, your soul, right? 
Um, it's an amazing tool to have in business when you're investing in stuff. And I, a quick little story about this, right? Because sometimes your intuition will guide you to some things and you think that you know the outcome of why you're being told that or why you're receiving that download. And the outcome can be wildly different. So a couple of years ago, I think it was a year and a half ago, I had this friend and she was talking about this crypto um, fund that she was a part of. And literally my whole body went like full on crazy on fire. And I was like, I need to do this. And I trust my intuition fully. And I didn't know why. And I assumed it was because it was going to have this huge um, return for me. Right. I was going to make a shit ton of money. Not the case. I lost 10 grand within a week. It just, the whole thing just blew up and this guy made a bad investment and it was this whole fucking drama. My friend lost 2 million, so it could be worse um, in this whole fiasco. And at the time I was, I just laughed. I laughed. I fuck, I was hysterically laughing. And that might be, you know, one of the stages of grief was just denial. I was like, oh, this is hilarious. I just lost 10 grand. But I actually, that anger didn't come through for me at any point. Because I trusted that there was a reason why I had to do that. And perhaps that reason was to trust myself, um, trust that I'm supported because it sent me broke or like trust that money's always going to come and go and it's fine. Or now in hindsight, I can see I had to go broke. Like I had to, because going broke forced me to go back to my parents at the end of 2021 and be with them for a few months to heal a lot of our stuff. Like I had to be in that place. And had I not gone broke, I wouldn't have been there, right? I wouldn't have stayed with them for so long. I wouldn't have been forced to surrender and be there, which was a huge freaking initiation, right? And I had to go through that. So, you know, sometimes it's not what you think. Um, or like, for instance, when I see timelines with random people and I'm like, oh my God, we're going to be together, whatever it is, you attach um, and you have this expectation of that's what it means. It's like, allow yourself to be open, trust your intuition and trust what's being shown to you. But be curious in how that's going to, I guess, manifest, right? Or where it's going to go. Um, timelines are always shifting is what I want to say. Like a psychic, basically what they do. Oh my God, I'm so, I'm so fucking psychic because I didn't read it. And I just looked at the next part and it says how psychics operate. Oh my God, I love this shit. So I didn't really need the notes. I'm doing the thing anyway. And I don't even remember this workshop because it was months and months ago, but there we go. Psychics, basically, <laughs> how they operate is that they read energetic threads and timelines. So there's obviously a whole realm beyond our physical reality, the astral realm, and there's energetic realms in different dimensions. And psychics have the capacity to tune their transmitter, their pineal gland, whatever, um, tune their radio to pick up different frequencies. And so what they're seeing when they read your future timeline are like the energetic kind of debris or threads of where your energy is like going at the moment or like one potential right and timelines are fucking infinite and limitless right like there is literally a timeline for every single thought that you possibly had right you're creating millions of different timelines in every single moment like it's you can't even fathom how many different parallel timelines there are based on your choices or your energy in any moment so that's why you can shift timelines really quickly which is a good thing and quantum leap but that's also why maybe like me, you've been told there's someone coming in for you. And I've been hearing this for four years, like as in a partner and that timeline keeps moving. Or for instance, perhaps it was, it was supposed to be someone and then they made a different decision or my energy wasn't aligned. And so that timeline shifted. So psychics read these threads. They read these potential timelines. Nothing is set in stone. That's why you can't get attached to when you're having these visions. There are some things which are destined. I believe this is my belief. You don't have to take it on. 
like for instance, if you have a primary soulmate who you're meant to be here with, yes, of course, like that's a more set in stone or you're meant to have this illness that catapults you into growth or whatever it is. There's certain events I believe that are meant for us and they're going to happen because we signed up for them. But for instance, there's a potential that five different guys could be the person that brings you that fulfillment, right? And the timelines are always shifting to what is in the highest alignment, what is serving the collective, what is serving everyone. Um, a couple of months ago, maybe it was like a year ago, I was working with the Arcturians and they took me to this timeline viewing platform. It was crazy and wild. And I was able to sit in this platform in the quantum and see all of these different rainbow bridges going out, like these all these timelines in front of me. And not only was I able to see all the timelines, but I was able to tune my frequency to what is the frequency that I want to feel and, um, you know, which one has that type, that exact frequency, not only that, but which timeline was not only the best for myself, but everyone. So which sequence of events was going to be the highest for everyone involved. And it really helped me to refine my frequency and where I was putting my energy and what timelines I was anchoring myself into. This might be a little bit <laughs> like far down the, further down the track for some of you um, than they are willing and able to receive right now, but that is a potential, right? You can have super refinement in navigating and collapsing and moving timelines and shifting timelines. So what they're seeing, what a psychic is seeing for your potential or your future um, is shifting constantly based on your energy. So you can get a reading in one moment and it says, you know, nothing's coming in or this person's coming or whatever. And then literally in three hours, when your energy is different, you get a different reading, right? And so that's why it's really important to not attach or like when you get a vision of something, um, it's also like these visions that we get sometimes in the spirit world, their timeframes are very different. So they say, oh, he's coming soon, <laughs> but they have no fucking concept of time, right? My guy's up there being like, he's coming soon. Lol jokes, it's like in 30 years. Soon to us is like the infinite now. So there is no future moment, right? So <laughs> it's like, don't get attached to the timing of that and um, just trust that it can also happen sooner. Like that's the cool potential that it could happen even sooner than you're being shown. Um, so don't get attached to readings. Don't get attached to timing um don't get attached to it's this one thing and there's no, nothing else when you're starting to see these perspectives also you might need to believe something or you might need to get a download for a reason so one horrible example was a year and a half ago I heard that my mom was going to die right and this was during the pandemic when I couldn't go see her it came through so clearly it was like your mom is going to die soon um you know it's going to be quick and sudden and you're going to rush to get back, but she'll like, hold on and you'll be there to help her pass. Right. And I was like, that's fucked. I don't even want to think about that. And then I met up with my friend who was a psychic and we started talking about my dad and how he supports me and whatever, and how my mom is not as, um, is supporting me and whatever. And she said to me, your mom is going to be more supportive to you from the other realm. And I just fucking broke down. And I was like, Oh my God, it reminded me of what I just downloaded that morning of like hearing that my mom was going to pass. And it was so heavy. It was like three days of absolute grief of like, this is it. My mom is going to die, right? Like I had to literally experience her death before I experienced her death. And granted, like my grandfather had passed, my grandfather, he did pass away, but my uncle had passed away a couple months earlier. And the night that he died, I knew he was going to die. Like literally a couple of hours before he died, I felt it in my body and I was like, he's going to die. And I had to get this message to him. Um, so I recorded these like videos and I was like, I need to send this to him. And I knew that they weren't going to reach him in time. And I was devastated. 
but it's like, I went to bed knowing he was going to die. And then I woke up the next day and he, he had died. Um, and same thing happened with my grandfather a year or so earlier than that. I had a dream that he died. And then I woke up to a message from my dad saying he died. Right. So when I heard that my mom was going to die, it was like this, this is the truth. Like, this is, I need, like, this is happening. Like, holy shit. And I have to sit in that grief and like really come to terms with my mom dying. But thankfully she didn't die. It's now a year and a half later. She's still not dead and she doesn't look like she's going to die. That's really grim saying it like that. But I now know that that potential is not, it's not happening. Like there's not, it doesn't need to happen. The invitation that it opened up for was me being able to show up for my mom and do healings with her every day. Right. Cause I just was like, I don't want you to die. I can do anything that I can so you can heal. And so she was like on a call every second day doing meditations with me and healings. And we did this family healing that we all sat and we meditated together and sent her love and healing, which was like, Whoa, it was profound and beautiful. And I think now in hindsight, she was my child in a past life or there was some karma around her dying, which was traumatic, which I had to clear, right? In order for our relationship to heal. So I had to go through this whole experience for various reasons and believing that my mom was going to die to clear it. And I also think on a collective level at the time, we were going through this mother death wound thing. Um, so thankfully that is one scenario where what I heard didn't happen. Um, and I'm fucking grateful. And I know eventually she will die because we all die. But I feel like at least our relationship now is at a beautiful place. And um, I'd be able to handle that better because I've already made peace with her death before she died, right? So really grim. But like, that's an example of a timeline that I saw or a reality that I saw, or I had to believe that. Or in the past, I had to believe that someone was my twin flame. And I kept receiving the readings telling me that they were my twin flame and seeing these messages all the time and angel numbers. And that's what my intuition was telling me constantly to let go of this concept of attachment um, to a certain person and also to remove all the false programming around the twin flame dialogue from my body, um, because that's a fucking false light template, right? I don't know if I believe in twin flames anymore. They're actually it's super harmful to think that some other person is your other half and that you're not whole without them. I believe in divine union. I believe in having someone who supports you and, um, you know, brings to you things that you don't have, but I don't believe that there's only one person out there that is your be all end all. And if you don't find that person, you're fucked or that, you know, it has to be this runner chaser, um, trauma bond fucking reality right? So I had to go through that experience to learn where I was attaching to. I mean, have I really learned it? Because I did the same thing recently again, not believing he was my twin flame, but I saw this timeline with this man that I just met and I was like, oh my God, like my soulmate. Um, so I think I'm still integrating that lesson of not getting attached to that and just being curious and being like, cool, maybe I'm meant to co-create with you in some way, right? So completely went off, off, um, off trajectory there, but you know, that's what psychics do. Um, and when I'm reading for people, I'm pulling from, you know, also the Akashic realm. So from threads of their past lives, from threads of parallel lives, future timelines, right? Um, so another way that our intuition or our psychic sense can really help us is enabling us to sense our truth and our primal survival instinct of like, for instance, a gut feeling. So for instance, someone's in your face telling you to come to this thing and your whole body is screaming, oh, fuck no, right? 
Um, so I actually want to share another story here. Um, when, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, we had a bunch of like AI portraits coming out, right? This is an example of me not trusting my intuition. And when they were coming out, my whole body was like, fuck no, don't do that. Like, it doesn't feel good. Um, doesn't feel good in my body. Like my body was screaming, no, 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 no. And my ego got the better of me and my vanity of like, I want to see what I look like as a galactic goddess, right? So I did it. And immediately I felt like, oh, fuck, like something about this doesn't feel right. I don't feel good. And I started looking into the energetics of why. And I just felt some really gross things happening in the quantum around my soul sovereignty and around non-organic timelines and all of this stuff. So I had to pull back some soul threads and like negate some shit and take my power back. Don't be afraid if you've done these, like it's very easy to remove any of the kind of technology put into you through the process of doing it. Um, anyway, so I didn't trust my gut and then I was shown why I should have trusted my gut and had to learn that lesson because I was like, well, you didn't listen to your gut, for instance. It's a positive thing sometimes when, for instance, your gut is telling you to stay somewhere or go somewhere. Um, another really amazing story. So one of my best friends, Dana, complete soul sister. And it was, we were so um, pivotal to each other's growth journey, right? I was walking along the beach in Bali. And at the time, this was like the first year of my coaching business. And I wasn't really succeeding. I was failing and I was about to go broke. So if I didn't make money soon, I'd have to go back to Australia broke. And the year prior, I'd been writing copy for coaches and spiritual mentors and that sort of thing. And I put out the intention of like, I'm going to call in some copy clients. If my coaching business doesn't work, then I'm going to support myself 11-11 through copy clients. Anyway, let that go. And I was walking along the beach and um, I was on Batu Belong. So it's like, there's a division between Batu Belong and Echo Beach, which is another beach. And you have to kind of like go up this, if you've been there, you understand, but it's like a different section of the beach and you have to go up these rocks and then across. And I don't usually cross that. When I do my walk, I walk to Seminyak and back um, because it's all flat beach. Anyway, I was at Old Man's Beach and I just ran into a friend and I was about to leave and go home. And my whole body was like, you need to go to Echo Beach. I felt it in my body. Like you need to go. This voice told me I need to go. And I was like, fuck, okay. That, that was loud and clear and I need to trust this. So I went to Echo Beach and my friend Adrian was there. And I was like, oh man, hey, Adrian, what's going on? And she was there with Dana, who was, you know, is now one of my closest soul sisters. Didn't know her at the time. Sat down with them. And for an hour or so, we were having a drink. And I was like, oh, I still don't really know why I was called to be here. Then randomly out of the blue, Dana goes, do you guys know anyone who's a coach who's also a writer and like would be open and available to working for me? And I was like, oh my God, it's me, right? And then I ended up working for her for a couple months. And it, it then um, led to me when she closed down her business, taking on all of her clients at a, a higher rate because I was obviously getting peanuts working for her who is working for them. So in her agency, took all of her clients on directly and my copywriting business skyrocketed for a year. It was supporting me um, as I was on my healing initiation. And then Dana and I went on to have this incredible fucking soul relationship and so many initiations and so many growth edges. And she was just such a beautiful um, energy in my life together. We've done activations and healings together before, right? So it was really important, like soulmate, I needed to meet her and like literally it's reminding me because at the moment I'm like, what if I miss him? What if I miss my man? And it's like, you're not going to miss anyone who you're meant to meet, right? We, we were meant to meet. We had to meet. 
for both of our benefits, for the collective, for everything, right? And we were guided to. There was no way my soul was letting me miss her. So beautiful story of like how you have that gut feeling. Um, but it's also like a survival mechanism. So telling you when someone's bad news, telling you when to run, telling you when someone's full of shit, when, you know, there's some negative stuff going on. Um, um, so the next section I kind of want to get into is talking into how imagination and intuition are intrinsically linked. We're taught growing up that imagination is immature. It's not a way to live. Um, you're just imagining things, stop daydreaming, like get out of your head, get out of the fantasy, like um, all of these things that we see in movies and books and stories, they're make believe they're not real. Guys, as someone who's been on this journey 10 years, the deeper I go down the rabbit hole, the more I am like, this shit is fucking crazy and magical. And it's like every fantasy book I've ever read, every science fiction, they're actually right there telling us what is available to us beyond this reality. It's all there. It's all out there in our collective consciousness in stories and books and um, series and all of these things. It's there. And we're like, oh, it's fantasy. It's imagination. It's just creativity. It doesn't mean anything. And it's like literally everything is created in our collective consciousness the moment someone has an idea, right? It's already created. It already exists. So all of this fantasy and science fiction, all of this stuff, you know, dragons, mermaids, angels, like literally heaven and hell, like literally everything exists in some place in the quantum because it was a thought once, right? And there's a timeline or reality where that exists. So when you then negate your own creativity and shut down your creativity and your imagination, um, you are playing into a very strategic slave code put in place to keep you asleep and um, stopping you from creating your own reality. They try very consciously and intentionally to shut down our imagination and keep us from dreaming because in the dreaming and the imagining we are creating right imagination and intuition are intrinsically linked right when we begin to tap into our psychic gifts it can feel like we're making it up right this was my thing at the start of this journey i did a psychic development course it was like a four week course, we'd go every week in um, Melbourne and sit with this woman and she would teach us how to tune into our gifts. And one of the exercises, for instance, was to someone had an object and they'd give you an object that belonged to them. And you'd have to read the energy of it and tell that person what you were thinking, or a photo of someone. And it was to warm up our psychic mu muscles and like learn how to read energy. And every time these thoughts or ideas were coming to me, and I'm like, I'm literally just making this up. This is not real. I'm making it up. Or like, for instance, when I started channeling galactic beings, I was like, I am making this up. This is not real. <laughs> this is my imagination, right? And what I'm trying to tell you is that like from the process of overcoming my, oh my God, they're going to think that I'm crazy and I'm just making this up. And what if I'm wrong and all of that stuff, expressing it and then having it confirmed time after time, after time, after time, really develop my strength. So then from there, the next moment was I used to do instead of like a discovery call with potential clients as a relationship coach, I used to do an energy reading. So I would read into like, I do these email readings for like, this is what's blocking you from love. These are the traumas that you have. And these were women that I'd never met, right? I didn't know them, didn't have a photo of them, nothing. They just booked in and I started channeling. 
And through the process of that having been confirmed time after time after time, I realized, oh my God, I have this gift, right? And then it started getting more wild. I started sensing spirits or, you know, passed away people. And I had all these confirmations and then it was galactic beings. And then it's quantum technologies. And I have this stuff in the quantum and crazy fucking technologies, which allow me to see and, and, and move through timelines. Or for instance, like when I started really diving into this stuff about the aliens and um, our starseed races, when I was really starting to connect to specifically the Syrians and the Arcturians, um, this was about a year and a half ago. I'd been connecting to them without knowing I was connecting to them for a very long time. And they told me later, we weren't ready to tell you who we were. You weren't ready, sorry, to receive who we were because you would have been like, you're not fucking galactic beings. That's crazy. I don't believe myself, right? Um, but at that time, they started channeling all this stuff about the Anunnaki to me. And I had this visceral reaction the minute I heard the word Anunnaki and they were like, you were Anunnaki. At some point you were Anunnaki. And I had this visceral sick reaction, which usually to me tells me that it's the truth. When I have an extreme reaction to something um, in my body, I'm like, that's, that's truth for me. And then I went down this kind of hole and that was confirmed for me by another psychic, by the way, like didn't tell them and they confirmed it for me. And this was how I would have all these past life memories, by the way, I would have this extreme reaction to something. So for instance, looking at a photo of a place in Greece, and it brought back this extreme reaction to the lifetime I had there as a Pythia, as a priestess, um, as a Oracle, whatever it was, the Oracle of Delphi, Delphi, and then had that confirmed by other people. Right. So that was how I had this stuff happening at the start. But anyway, they came to me and started telling me, I was like, okay, I want to know what the fuck the Anunnaki have to do with me, why I was Anunnaki, how this has to do with our starseed origins and all of this stuff. And I started channeling all of this intricate knowledge about how other star races, looks like I'm going there, guys. I said I'd do this in another podcast, but I'm going to touch on it now, about how other races of beings were coming to our earth to... Um, manipulate our sorry DNA and, and experiment with us basically to create um, a hybrid race. And the Anunnaki, there were two factions within the Anunnaki. Um, there were two brothers, two families, and half of them, one, and this is what all what I was channeling, right? By the way, I hadn't done any research, hadn't heard of this shit before. I was channeling this. It was wild. <laughs> um, half of them wanted to create a slave race of humans. And they are the ones who are still kind of they, then they started working with reptilians as a henchman and it was this whole other thing. They're the ones that created essentially the Illuminati and the slave codes within our system to keep us locked into suffering, slave, suffering and slavery, right? They wanted to keep us dumb slaves who weren't um, conscious of the fact that we have this incredible 12 strand DNA, probably even more than that, which enables us to be these fucking creators on earth. And the other ones were the ones who were like, these are our children. We want to teach them. We want to um, work with other races to really enhance their DNA and give them the best chance at survival because we know that that's the only way our lineage is going to get carried through, right? And these, some of these priestesses literally um, like co-created with humans. They they made love to humans. And I remember being a being from another race, like an Anunnaki being and falling in love with a man. So much trauma around that. But I was giving birth to these humanoid um genetically modified i suppose like mixed race babies right and in doing that then i was taking them and teaching them about the pyramids and teaching them about the stars and teaching them how to use their kundalini to create things and frequency and energy and all of this fucking incredible work 
which is essentially what the priestess path is all about, right? So it was like, whoa, she just dropped a huge fucking bomb and that's crazy. Um, but at the time I didn't know any of this stuff. And then Isis started coming through for me and I started connecting to Isis and that whole lineage of her and Hathor and then Mary Magdalene. And um, I can feel some people resonating with that stuff, which is really exciting. I feel you priestesses on here, beautiful. Um, which then, you know, went down this whole Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, Jesus Christ, priestess initiation path really truly for me and understanding that it's like the core of it is understanding this ancient wisdom that we're here to share and hold right but at the time I was like that's crazy but immediately after channeling all of that I was then guided to books which had this information right there to other um you know to other content so like initiation by Matthias de Stefano whatever his name is things about the Anunnaki um content on YouTube right I hadn't even looked into any of this stuff and suddenly it was all showing up and being like see what you channeled is real it's in the collective conscious it's a fucking thing you remember it like remember it wake up and it was like whoa holy fuck so my channel began to become more detailed and refined in like what I was channeling and how I was channeling it and the information was becoming more and more refined the more I learned to trust myself and inquire as to why are you telling me this what is it right so I'm basically want to bring myself back to the point is that there is so much out there that seems like nonsense that seems crazy that seems like a fantasy that is actually more real than this real physical reality that we think is the only thing and so your intuition and your imagination are intrinsically linked and dream is what I'm trying to say to you. Teach yourself to dream again, teach yourself to be creative. Like literally everything that we create is a thought or an inspiration, right? Where the fuck do you think inspired ideas come from? They come from the collective consciousness, the universal field, sorry. They come from source consciousness. That inspired idea is a download. It's a download for you to then go and create in physical, right? So everything starts first as an idea or an imagination or a thought. Like someone literally had to imagine, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if I had this like, um, I don't know what material that is, aluminum, aluminum. I don't say aluminum, I'm not American. Aluminum bottle that I could like put my water in and it could keep it cool. And I really like the color pink. So I'm going to make this pink and I'm, because I'm part of Ted Baker London, I'm going to put that there. Someone visualized this in their mind and they were like, I'm going to create this water bottle. This podcast was an idea. I was like, I'm going to create a podcast which has energetic activations all through it. And then all the pieces started coming through and like literally the whole thing's been this creative process for me, but it was an idea first, right? And like, what came first, the intuition or the idea or the imagination, right? Like it's a, it's all you downloading from the field um, and it's all coming from source. So your imagination is so linked to source. Like we're here because one day source was like, I'm going to dream this whole reality into being. How cool would it be if I had billions of infinite versions of myself having an experience, right? And then you're constantly manifesting different experiences based on like, what if this happened? What if this happened? What if this happened, right? So when you're tuning into your intuition, you're able to connect to that imagination and that playfulness. And the invitation is like, be playful, be childlike, imagine fucking crazy, amazing scenarios for yourself. You'd be surprised what happens, right? Um, when you're connecting to your heart, to your inspired feelings, your joy, 
then you are in flow with the universe, with the source, with the higher plan, right? For your life, with your soul. Generally, if something feels good, if it feels pleasurable, if it feels joyful, if it feels exciting, then it's in alignment with your purpose, right? So follow those nudges, follow those creative downloads, those ideas, right? All I had to do to get to this point in my purpose was follow what felt good. If it feels good, it's going to expand you. If it feels shitty, it's going to contract you. Really simple, easy way to discern, right? So that should be your barometer for everything. Does this feel good? Then it's probably going to expand you. Does it feel playful and light and easy? And I'm going to do it. I mean, sometimes actually I want to say that we have fear in the way or programming or conditioning. So if, for instance, sharing your message with the world brings up dread, but you know that you're here to do it, then maybe look into that stuff in the way. Um, but generally getting a nudge or a download to do something feels good. It feels exciting. Like I'm so fucking, oh, I love this podcast. I feel so fucking excited about it. And I'm like, yes, yes. I feel good about something again. And I'm inspired. And all I want to do is lock myself in this room and record, even though my voice is so fucked after five days straight of recording for you guys. Right. So I want to talk about, oh, I love going on big fucking tangents and rants that have nothing to do with what I started talking about. That's very much me. Um, I want to talk about how downloads come in and the different ways that these can come in. Because at the start of my journey, I used to have friends who were clairvoyant, right? So clairvoyant is seeing. So they see images or visuals. In hindsight now, I actually don't know if I would want to be clairvoyant fully like that because it's frustrating. Like sometimes you get these images, these random things that you see, and I can't stop fidgeting today. I like moving around. I'm like, ah, I'm so excited to talk about intuition. But um, <laughs> you get these random images and you're like, great, you showed me a rose in a circle. What the fuck does that mean, right? Or you have a vision that it doesn't have um, like context to it. So for instance, I'm showing this vision of this timeline with this man in a dream. And I'm like, that's great, but what does it mean? Whereas I feel like the other senses maybe have more context or maybe that's just me and also I feel like some of the things that I feel energetically I really don't want a fucking visual rep representation of them so when I'm talking about like some not so nice things um yeah I'm like really good to not see that shit right so I don't know is it a good thing is it a bad thing it is what it is it's your own preference um maybe that's the way that things come in for you so you're able to see Claire Clear sentience is being able to sense. So clear sensing, that is when you can sense something. Um, usually it's like a feeling or a, like a, a feeling in your body. Clear empathy is like sensitivity. So being able to feel or empath, like feel other people, feel emotions, feel things. Um, clear sentience is more like sensing. So like I sense in my body a frequency or I sense energy moving where I sense that something feels good. Clear cognizance is clear knowing. So it's like, I don't know why I know the things that I know. I just fucking do. And I'm so, I just know that I know. So when I was like, all of those things were coming in about past lifetimes or, you know, um, the Hanunaki or any of that stuff. It was just like, I know, I just know. I don't know how I know. I just know that this is the truth. I just know it. I don't know how I know. Or someone will ask me to read them and I'll be like, I just know that this is your sole purpose. Don't ask me how I know that. I just know it. And 95.5% of the time it was a random statistic number, um, random percentage there. Most of the time it works every time. No, um, God, I'm in a mood today for sure. 
most of the time I am right in what I just know. And I don't know why I know it. And I know, you know, when you know, you know. Um, so that's another one. Clear audience, as I said, is clear hearing. So you might hear voices. They don't necessarily have to be in other people's voices, right? So I hear my own voice, my higher self or my guides come through in my own voice in my head. Um, very, very, very occasionally I'll hear like a man's voice or someone else's voice. And that can feel a bit schizophrenic. So I'm kind of grateful that it's my own voice in my head. But sometimes I have trouble discerning what is my ego voice and what is my soul voice. So what is guidance and what is ego, right? And that's when it becomes helpful to have friends around you or a professional who can tune into things and confirm for you, right? Like we don't want to give our power away by constant, constantly needing validation and checks in the form of tarot cards and psychics and readings and all of these things. We don't want that, right? We don't want it. Um, and that's why I was guided to stop reading tarot maybe three years ago. My guides were like, stop getting cards read for you. Stop pulling cards. Like you need to learn how to hear your own intuition. You need to hear your own messages without, you don't need that stuff. You're a fucking channel back, right? And they got really sassy with me. And then every time I would pull tarot cards, it was a clusterfuck. Like they were purposely throwing me. So I was like, okay, fine. Won't get readings anymore. Cause I used to be a reading whore. I used to get like a psychic reading every week. It was crazy. Like constantly getting readings of things that never even happened anyway. So you know, so it's good to have at the start of your journey, like checks, like, so people, you can be like, Hey, I feel X, Y, Z. I need a reflection. What do you feel? People who are sensitive as well. But as you go along the journey, it's like, you need to learn how to discern the difference between soul and ego. And, um, I think that's a whole podcast episode in itself to like, know, okay, what am I, what am I feeling? That's my soul telling me that versus what is my ego telling me? But yeah, checks are great when you're starting out. Um, and I definitely invite all my clients in my containers as they're opening their channel to confirm things for me. And nine times out of 10, I just say, yeah, of course it is. You've heard it. So of course it's real, which is really frustrating. But sometimes we just need that validation to trust ourselves more. Um, what else? What other ones are there? I went clear audience, clear cognizance, clear sentience, clear empathy. Hearing, seeing, feeling, knowing. Claire olfactory, that's not Claire something. <laughs> it's olfactory, whatever it is, you can smell things, um, you can taste things. I've had random scents come in, um, like trails of senses from something. So like a, I'll have a smell randomly and I'll be like, I can smell that. Um, right, so it, it manifests differently for many people. Goosebumps, physical stuff. I get feelings in my, in my sacral, in my gut, like I'm going to throw up or like pain in my body. So I feel wherever my clients are blocked or people I'm talking to, I feel their traumas in my body. Um, I feel their emotions in my body. I feel when there's stuff going on in their chakra system, energy, you can sense energy. So I, for instance, have talked about how I don't know anyone. I've never met anyone that reads energy in the way that I do or perceives energy in the way that I do in such a vis visceral, physical way. Like I literally cannot describe to you what it's like to perceive energy in this way. It's like, I get this, it's not even heat. It's like this electrical circuit through my body and I feel it tangibly in my body and it moves my body and it's Kundalini, right? It's Kundalini, but I don't know anyone who's felt Kundalini in the way that I do where it's like this explosion in my whole body and my mind and my physical senses. And suddenly I'm like lying there and there's a strobe light going off in my head and it's happening right now. <laughs> 
I'm getting these orgasmic waves and I'm like, I'm literally out of my body or I feel like I'm on drugs, like I'm on mushrooms, right? Crazy, crazy stuff. So that's another way that you can sense things. So I hope that that serves and helps. That was a pretty grounded, well, sorry, rounded, not grounded. It was definitely not grounded because we're talking about intuition. There's a well-rounded explanation of all the ways that your gifts can manifest. I'm sure there's ways that I haven't um, shared already. Also like dreams and yeah, that sort of thing. Um, And there are ways of developing these gifts. So practice is one, right? Practice taking the photo of someone that you don't know um, with someone that you know. So like someone who's a mutual friend, sorry, a, a friend of your friend, right? So like you don't know them, but they're, that person knows them. Practice reading the energy of their photo. Let go of the need to be right or the need to not look like an idiot or make an embarrassment of yourself because that's going to hold you back. Get checks from people. When you get senses about something, get checks. Use your guard, your cards or whatever it is to confirm things for you until you don't need them anymore. Pendulums are great. I don't use a pendulum anymore because I don't really trust it anymore. But like pendulums are great to get... Um, confirmations and checks about things ask to have your gifts coming online meditate number one thing to do is meditate like people say to me i want to activate my intuition connect to my high self but they literally never meditate like how are you going to read energy if you don't spend any time consciously connecting to energy right so do um, meditations that connect you to your higher self that open your third eye, focus on the, the place where your third eye is and start connecting to it. Open your heart, right? Because your heart, to me, that's always number one. Like, yes, your third eye is the um, processor or the receiver. But to me, my heart wisdom is more powerful to me because that's always, always aligned with love, right? You can have psychic foresight, and gifts and the ability to see stuff, but still be completely grounded in ego and self-serving. And which is what many of these highly evolved beings who control and enslave us, they're very evolved, right? They've got some advanced fucking shit going on, but that's really not eloquent fucking shit. They've got some advanced technologies and um, ways of, you know, accessing different dimensions and stuff, but they're not accessing their heart, right? They're bypassing their heart. You can have wisdom without the heart. I think it's like the seventh, sixth or seventh dimension when that comes together. But you can access the astral realm without being heart-centered. But in my perspective, if I want to create in unity with the universe, if I want to be creating the highest timelines for everyone involved, not just myself, which is what we're all here to do, right? I want to talk on another episode about, you know, spiritual ego and not only that, but being super ascended and evolved and how people have this obsession with being super enlightened and evolved and ascended, but they're not actually grounding their experience into their heart and into service to others and compassion and love. Right. And you can do that. You can go down service to self parts where you're super gifted and um, you know, you use that to enslave others. And I've done this in many lifetimes. Right. So I'm not a hero. (laughs) I've definitely been paying my fucking karma back. And I'm not out here to create more karmic ripples for some future version of me to deal with um, that. I use those gifts and that power and that psychic enlightenment that I had to control people who were asleep. Right. We don't want to do that. It's just not nice. I mean, you might want to do it. And if you want to do it, like you're going to do it regardless of me saying, don't do it, do whatever you want to do. But if you desire truly 
to serve in the world and you want to evolve, then you need to be anchored and grounded into your heart whenever you're accessing these gifts and these places. The other thing that's actually coming through that I wasn't going to talk about, and I really should have made this a priority is I don't want to like freak anyone out on here. Um, and that's certainly not my intention. It's just really important to be discerning of what energy you're accessing and allowing yourself to access and to have access to your field when you're in these places. So when you start opening up to other realms, um, particularly the astral realm, like I said, there are some beings out there um, and you might have to encounter them like I did to then learn that, um, you know, it's all whole, complete and perfect and we're sovereign and they can't have access to us if we decide that they can't. Um, but there are some not nice stuff out there, right? Like there's some forces that don't really have your best interests at mind. Some not so nice spirits, um, things going on that are just at different frequencies. And you need to be consciously um, always protecting your field. So you're not taking on energy that's not yours. So like those of us who are really sensitive have a tendency to take on energy from other people because our field is so open. And then we're suddenly feeling miserable and negative and we don't even realize that it's not us. It's not our stuff, right? Um, because we've unconsciously allowed ourselves to open up to stuff that's not in the highest for us. So make sure that you are doing some sort of process to shield your energy by putting up an astral shield or like a source light shield and declaring that you're only available to channel beings of the highest light and that which is, um, you know, that which is in alignment with love, right? That's it. That's how simple it gets to be. And if some stuff is going on and you feel yourself being siphoned or attacked or drained, then it's actually pretty easy to get rid of most of 90% of the time. I've written a blog post about this, right? And I'm going to do a whole episode about this in the future because I've had some really horrible experiences with some of this stuff and I don't want anyone to have that, but I don't want to freak you out. And it usually it's as simple as just saying, I'm conscious of what I'm, um, what I'm channeling, what I'm allowing into my field, making sure you shield yourself and clear your energy, making sure you shut everything down once you're done. And um, there was something else. What was it? Oh my God. What was it? It's not coming to me. So obviously it wasn't that important. Sending back all energy that's not yours, making sure you're closing down all the portals that you're opening to all the other realms of reality. Um, and just being really discern that's what it is, okay? Discerning in what you're sensing in the frequency, right? So does it feel like love or does it feel like fear? And sometimes it's hard for you to discern that at the beginning, right? And there's a lot of tricksters out there who masquerade as beings of light or whatever it is. But if you can learn to look at and feel in your heart, does this move me closer to love? Does this feel good? Does this feel expansive? Or is this causing me to be in fear? Usually that's a pretty good indication, right? Anything from your ego or from someone who is not um, here to assist or support you is that it's going to make you feel frightened. It's going to make you feel scared. It's going to make you go back on your, um, your mission. Like literally my guides and all the beings that support me are sometimes so frustrating because they say the same shit all the time. Most of the time. I love you guys, by the way. Love you. Um, it's always like, you're on the right path. You're great. You're going to, it's always like really supportive and beautiful and like, 
everything's going to be fine. Even when my whole world is crashing down around me, they've never once been like, um, you know, like give up on everything and don't do this thing because it's going to fail or whatever. Like they've given me graceful warning sometimes like, Hey, you need to leave this place, but there's no fear to it. Right. There's no fear in the frequency. It's like, Oh, I need to do this and it's urgent, but I'm not afraid. Right. So that's generally a pretty good barometer as to whether something is of the light or not, but keep yourself open and tuned because I will be doing a whole podcast episode soon around um, the different types of beings that are out there um, and how to better protect and shield your energy. There is, if you're dying to know, I have written a blog post on my website. So if you go to beckmylunis.com forward slash blog, I actually do go through a list of these things. So if you want to know now, go read that content now because it's there ready and available to you. Um, but it's so important, like if you're sensitive to be shielding yourself. I think I'm about to hit an hour. So I think you've received enough from me today. My throat is scratchy as fuck. And good luck. I hope this serves and go play with it. It's supposed to be fun and joyful and see what you get out of your own psychic gifts. All right, guys, until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.